You are like family. Short, fragrant family. All right. Instead of the 1% you were promised, I will give you two. You're welcome. Skateers, and welcome to another episode of Ghost Stories, a Rebels podcast here on the Random Chatter Network. I'm your host, Mike Spectre 7. Joining me tonight, as always, are my co hosts, Spectre 8 and Spectre 9, Lindsay and Ernie. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, Mike. So, the Winkathu job. What did we think? I'm just yeah. diving right into it. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, yeah. another filler episode. It's fun. Yeah, filler. But just filler. That was the thing. Like, yeah, it was another filler episode, but to be honest, like, it's one of the better filler episodes, I think, um, especially kind of compared to Iron Squadron last week. Like, this had pretty much all characters we cared about, a cool legacy nod, and just a fun adventure. Like, exactly the things that last week's episode was missing. Like, that's what I was thinking. So, like, if you compare these two episodes, you you can really see the difference between the two. See, I kind of disagree a little bit just because I feel like this episode was using the same shtick they always do. You know, the, mm-hmm. uh, the old banana pie in the face and banana peel slip. Like, <laughs> Hondo joking. While, while I love Hondo, as, just because Jim's, Jim Cummings does the voice, it was just uh, the same old Hondo. I wish they would do a little more. But it was fun. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, and I feel like I feel that Ezra's development kind of took a step back for the sake of the comedy. Where in last episode we saw that he was willing to follow Hera's orders and he didn't really fight it and he wasn't being a brat about it. I felt like he was being a lot more bratty and I understand that he he considers Hondo his friend and he's trying to get the other people to see that maybe he's not so bad. Yeah. But he just was being a petulant child most of the time when I thought we had gotten past that with him. See, no, I, th- I think that's the thing. Like we had to have Ezra take a step back to really get him to realize what he needed to see on his own. And that mm-hmm. was that Hondo's really not his friend. No, you know, like there's that part when Kanan tells Hera, like, I know what you're doing, but he- he's got to do it on his own. That was the deepest part of the episode, too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's diving right into it. The official episode description. The ghost crew teams with Hondo and Az Morrigan for a weapons score. That's a pretty brief description, <laughs> but it still feels like there was a lot that happened in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, first we have the return of Az Morrigan, who we haven't seen since, like, early in the second season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah. Like, one of the Lando episodes, so... We also had AP5 return, the droid that uh, Chopper saved. Yeah. Remember his friend on, on the other... He uh, actually uh, came up with a plan on this episode. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, he is because he gives the odds of the plan being like 35%. And Kanan asks him, you know, 35%, you came up with the plan. He's like, yeah, and if I didn't, it would have been a 0%. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, I mean, I like these kind of caper episodes when, when it's just them going to go steal something 
to take off. Like it, it felt kind of good to see the crew on their own, not dealing with the bigger rebellion, but kind of how they used to be pirates back in the first season. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I kind of missed that. But you also love Hondo too, as well. Like you, you no, I, love, I love, I love Hondo. Um, I loved him back in Clone Wars. I loved him. I love him here. I, he's, he's just such a fun <laughs> character. As Morgan, I can kind of go back and forth on. I don't. I, I yeah. I like James Hahn, but I don't love. <laughs> they did a good you know? job of making, James Hong. Yeah, James Hong. But they do a good job of making him vile, you know. So, like, even his like his entrance into the ship, he like picks his nose. Did you notice he wiped it on the wall in the background? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. I did Ugh. notice that. I know. I just I, as Morgan, like, I mean, yeah, he's supposed to be disgusting as a character, and he, like it gets across to me. Like, I don't. I just I don't like looking at as Morgan. I don't. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he's he's drooling most of the time, and he doesn't have all his teeth. And oh, and his species was introduced just in Rebels, so he's not like a legacy character li- or le- legacy creature like how Hondo is a weak way. We don't have or a weak way. It is a weak way. I was right the first time. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> weak way was from Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> but, but do you, do you feel at least with this episode though that? We're in for a big mid-season finale. Uh, that's why we're we're kind of getting the uh, filler episodes, or you know, gearing up for the second half of the season. You know, I th- I think so. Like par for course, we've had mid-season breaks so far. So I I'd, I'd say we'd probably have holiday breaks around Christmas time, and then episodes will resume probably mid-January. I don't think they've announced that yet. If they have, yeah. let us know. But I don't think they've announced that just yet i hope they do it the way they did uh in the second season though with the uh epic trailer i hope we get that yeah yeah that definitely would be nice because yeah i feel like especially i this episode didn't really move the plot forward besides getting them proton bombs but at least last i felt like last episode the plot was moved forward a little bit just because Thrawn gained more information about these characters. He's, we learned a little bit more backstory about certain people, but this episode was purely just like filler filler. Well, I mean, no, I I'd say like this episode was, was really about showing Ezra that Ezra, I mean, we've seen him grow so much and you, you, like you said, he had to take a couple steps back this episode, but we needed to see him really acknowledge that Hondo's not, the greatest guy that Ezra likes like Ezra's wanted several times to join his crew and he even says in one episode or they the first episode they meet like that was me before I met you guys mm-hmm. yeah. and like part of me would have wanted to be the pirate but I don't think it moved the plot forward at all oh, that's no, why I liked not, the other episode the over, more. not the overarching plot but it was definitely a character development filler episode yeah I'll be honest, like, I just didn't get that Ezra understood that at the end. He still seemed really chummy with him. Like, I don't think that, I, I think his eyes were opened about it, but I just don't, I I still think he'd be willing to give Hondo shots every time he showed up. I mean, I'd say, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's still obviously going to listen to Hondo, but I think he 
knows to keep him at a distance now, especially when we found out that he left, you know, his crewmate on the ship. Yeah, Melch. (laughs) Yeah. What a smart little piggy. (laughs) I like the way he attacked him, too. (laughs) (laughs) I really like him. (laughs) Now, did you guys ever play the old Dark Forces games? Yes. So what did you think of these not dark troopers, but totally dark troopers? Yeah. What do you call it? Sorry, but not sorry kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like they'd... they're, they're called sentry droids. That's all we know about them. They don't have an official name yet, but they are 100% dark troopers. So I personally, I, I, I liked it from the upper half. There's something that bothers me about having chicken leg robot uh, legs. Uh, I think that's what bothers me a little bit about K2SO as well. Um, mm-hmm. I prefer to see more a bulky kind of droid, especially the sentry droids because they're so bulky. They look like uh, football players with shoulder pads. But their helmets look pretty evil and, and, and awesome, in, in my opinion. But I, I kind of like them. Yeah, I, I think the aesthetic looks good, but I wonder if I'd... They just look like they topple over very easily. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I and I was really fascinated with their designs um, because they are based so heavily on dark troopers. But I was trying to figure out like an in-universe reason for them to look like this. And the, but the thing I picked up, just kind of looking at their designs, I was trying to figure out an in-universe reason for them to look like this. And the thing I came up with was that the Empire could have based these on the B two battle droids, like the super battle droids. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at their body shape, they're very, very similar. You know, Mike, that's Just the same with... thing I thought, too, right away. It, it wasn't until I watched Rebels Recon that I put the uh, Dark Forces thing together. But, yeah, I, I thought the same thing right away. Yeah, I was just, I was looking at these, and I was like, it, they just they have to be B2 droids. They're just repurposed, which is just another weird thing for the Empire to do because they were so anti-droid kind of being born out of the clone wars and against the separatist army just to have them go back to droids always just seems like a weird thing to me mm-hmm. as like troop fodder but that was some, yeah like you said they, that was something they covered in rebels recon like these were just supposed to be sentry droids in fact they said they were supposed to originally be just probe droids but that was kind of but that was kind of boring and we've seen that before so they hit upon using the dark troopers which is great, and these guys were super formidable. And when we find out that uh, when As Morgan kills one, and they all start to wake up, and uh, you know, AP was, uh, I advised you not to attack them. To, to yeah, attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that whole scene also like made me again. Quite, you know, I understand that we needed Ezra to learn his lesson, but there were a lot of things that Ezra did this episode that were just sloppy. I mean, he clearly wasn't paying attention to his own surroundings, so someone stole his gun from his holster. Yeah, literally right on this person. I mean, that happened. He obviously wasn't listening and cut the giant hole in the door when he shouldn't have, and it caused problems later on. That was a great that was a great scene. That was the funniest scene too. Where Chopper was gonna open the door for them and Ezra just wouldn't listen and decided to cut it open anyway. 
Yeah, and then if, I wasn't sure if they had just used that to show that Ezra was not following orders, but of course they called back to it when the battle droids are attacking when the, <laughs> I really the sentry droids, and I really liked that. That obviously the door's not going to work if there's a giant hole to go through. <laughs> yeah, I just I love that that was called back to like that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there was something that uh, Harris called as Morgan uh, that was reminiscent of the old uh, trilogy when she called. Um, well, she called him uh, Slimo, and also no, a bag she, of bantha yeah, she fodder. Called, <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> called. She called him. She called as Morgan a bag of bantha fodder. She called La- Lando, uh, Lando yeah. a Slimo. Yeah, <laughs> just laughed so hard when that came out. Like poor long-suffering Hera. She is like so done with everybody at this point. She's had to deal with children last episode, and then she's having to deal with these guys this episode. But no, like that's one of my favorite things they do is when they kind of you when they when they reference old lingo from like the from the show or from the movies because that's always like one of the things that bugs me is when they create new lingo like carabast we've never heard in any of the movies before yeah we still don't know what that means yeah i mean it's you know filler curse word but when we have them say thing like you know bantha fodder or bantha poodoo or (laughs) slimo I just want them to say wizard at some point. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Delusions you know, of grandeur. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's always fun when they reference that kind of stuff. I mean, they don't have to say delusions of grandeur, but <laughs> I mean, Slimo seems like it's a common word, which is why I'm glad they used it. But wizard, you know, is synonymous with cool. So like, let's, let's, let's see them say that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I did also like Hondo making accidentally making all the eye jokes. Oh, that oh, was yeah, great. That was so funny. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like <laughs> No, but it was it was when he when he was talking about how they were being blind and he caught himself and Kanan's like, "No, I get it. Like I'm on your side." And he's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you see this." Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, because he clearly, you know, Honda was clearly trying to get them to work for him. And the entire time he kept putting his foot in his mouth. Well, it's like, I, was he doing it on purpose or doing it as, like, to be a jerk? When does Hondo I, never see, do that on purpose, though? He always does yeah, that. He well, always, like, takes little jabs. But I can also see him just being very casual. It, the, but it but wasn't, but the way it was Jedi, phrased. So that's the thing. Yeah. Is like, he loves Jedi, so... Yeah, the way it was phrased is the way that someone would normally talk, I feel. So I don't kn- know if he would have gone. It's easy to believe both ways. Let me let me say that. Like, I personally believed he was just being, he was just talking. And then because he brought his mind's attention to it, he kept <laughs> doing it. But it he easily could have been doing it on purpose because that's him. It's left up to interpretation. Let me put it that way. And I took it the other way. I, th- I totally thought he was jabbing. <laughs> <laughs> the look on Kanan's face, too. <laughs> priceless. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you remember that. Cause, uh, I totally forgot about that. I'm really hoping soon we're going to get actually a Kane, a more Kanan-heavy episode. Because we really haven't had a lot since the beginning of the season. Yeah, that's that was one thing I noticed, too. Like Just kind of watching Kanan in this episode. We haven't had a Kanan episode in a while. We need our cowboy back. Yeah, I mean, because we've seen him do some really cool things, and most of the stuff that happened earlier in the season were mainly associated with his relationship with Ezra, except for, you know, there were, you know, the episode where he gained his confidence back 
had a lot to do with him, but mostly they've been associated with Ezra. He's been taking a back seat to things. And I really want to see him get his own chance because everybody else has had their own episode at this point for the most part. I, I feel like they're going to save it. They're going to save Kanan episodes for whenever Maul shows up again. Because mm-hmm. that is the heaviest tie that Maul has. Like to the old ways is Kanan as a Jedi. Yeah. This is a, a shot in the dark, but do you think they're not really getting plot heavy right now because of the release of Rogue One? You think maybe we'll get a tie-in somehow? Uh, and hmm. Afterwards, it'll kind of make sense in Rebels as they progress with the plot. Um, I I don't think so, and the reason I don't think so is because the timeline difference. Because as far as we know, Rogue One is literally a day or minutes before episode four. Whereas our third season of Rebels, we're still two, three years out. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I don't. The only thing I could think of would be if Rebels or Rebels introduces other characters from the Rebellion, like maybe Cassian will show up or... There's some random blonde pilot that we've seen pictures of, and I'm hoping I know who it is, but maybe she'll show up in Rebels. Who are you talking about? I always mispronounce her name, but she's from the Princess Leia comic books. Uh, Avan? Oh, Avon. Avon, yeah, there. It'd be nice to see her in another form. Yeah, I mean, if we get her, or we've already seen pictures of Porkins and Biggs now. Mm-hmm. Wait, so, I totally missed that. Yep. Orkins and Biggs are in the Biggs. movie. Nice. So, last I mean, time, yeah, last so, touch. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so the thing. That's the thing. Hope. Like, are we going to see any more characters like that? Even though they're with the other Rebel cells, or that, 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 that's that's what I my think is like. I don't think we're going to see kind of like how Agents of Shield did that with Captain America: Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we're going to see that level of a crossover. But I wouldn't put it past them to introduce those characters and then have it kind of harken back here. Like we may even get Saw Gerrera who was in Clone Wars and has made the transition to live action in Rogue One. We may get him again here because we know he's been fighting for the rebellion for a little while. It's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Like there's, I, I just, I, if, I, I'm with you. Like I, and I've been saying it like I really just want Rogue One content in or Rebels content in Rogue One. Just a just nod. Kind of make it, just a nod. Just to make it feel all connected. Yeah, so. I agree with you. Anyway, that was a, that was a huge sidetrack. <laughs> Side <laughs> I tend to <laughs> well, do that. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like we've said, this wasn't a plot heavy episode. So besides what happened, there's not a whole ton to talk about. Besides theories. You know, a fun one episode. thing one thing I I just found interesting was the cargo that they were stealing mm-hmm. and they were just all stealing the proton bombs. And it, it, this is the other thing that kind of weirds me out about this. Like it always made sense in the first season when they were stealing like the shield generators or like the other like things they would steal and then sell. Cause they were always like in small quantities. Yeah. But they're talking about supplying the rebellion. It doesn't seem like, it seems like they launched this dangerous mission to steal I didn't get to count, get a chance to count, but it only seemed like about twenty proton bombs. It felt that way, and all the they could have totally loaded up more, you know, with everything going on uh, with you know Zeb being in the brig and all, but it felt like 
they're only getting twenty bombs. What are they going to do with that? You know, that's not yeah. It, it doesn't. Dent. It doesn't seem like the reward for all of the danger that they put themselves in for this would have been was that great. Like, launch a larger ship and uses a tractor beam to pull the freighter out of the storm. Maybe. Yeah. I just you know, think it ep- shows how desperate they are. Well, no, that's what they they even say that in the episode. Like, they're doing it because they're desperate. Yeah. Like so that's 20, why. That's why Honda knows. Important. When you're that desperate, twenty bombs is better than zero bombs. You're gonna risk it. I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making sense. <laughs> there was there was another thing I liked when they were launching the cables across, linking the sh- linking the ghost to the freighter mm-hmm. i just thought that was that was neat now they were just sliding them like sliding everything across because they couldn't it was so windy because the ship was caught in that storm yeah yeah i like the thing that sabine was using to catch the the cargo as well yeah her little magnetic you know clamp thing that was cool it was pretty cool i thought it was pretty cool too how the uh the droids the uh sentry droids started attacking the the cable as well right away like yeah it was it wasn't even a hesitation they just turned towards it and started shooting at it which made for this dramatic effect with uh uh zeb and and ezra falling but i thought that was pretty neat yeah that, that there was one thing that bugged me about that was when the because the ship is crashing at that point and getting sucked into the like what did they say it was like quicksand or something like it was a vortex it was like, or something like that. Yeah, like it was crashing into the planet's surface or whatever, and the ship was going down with it. Now, at this point, the cable with Ezra and Zeb on it was loose. So the ship is being, the ghost is being pulled down by the freighter by one cable. Yeah. So why didn't they just cut that? Why didn't they just cut that cable first and then pull up and then get them on the ship after? Like they waited until they had climbed up to the ship and then cut the cable. Like that just. The, dramatic, dramatic tension, but well, oh, see, right. so annoying. I would have argued that the reason why they didn't do that. Did you notice when they got them on the ship how like it just yanked up with them in it? Mm-hmm. I that would have been something I would have argued because she was putting so much power in the ghost to keep it steady. I, there was even a, a behind the shot of the ghost where you could see the uh, the boosters really just cranking, and when they got them inside, you know, Hera just yanked on the yoke. That that's probably why they didn't do it. That's something I would have argued at least. So like a counter, it was the counterbalance, and they needed it to. Yeah, I I agree with you. But yeah, but that, it's, it's a little for, that would have made little, for such that would have made for such a cool action sequence though. Like if the cord had flipped them up into the air, and then Kanan would have had to catch them with the force. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, but also if, too, if it wouldn't the ghost be kind of slanted to the the right. Because it was on only on one cable, it was perfectly balanced with the ship. Still, I think. If I'm not well, mistaken. she had. Well, remember they had fired off the stabilizers the right at the beginning. Like That's that was right. that was something Harris said, like really obviously loud, like fire the stabilizers. Or <laughs> it was a weird it was a weird line, but I mean that's why the ship was steady. You know the uh, the way the episode ended as well made me crack up uh, with Hondo really excited to open up his treasure. And it was just the Ugnot Melch. Um, that was a great. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Like we saw Melch slip away during that episode, or during the, during the course of the episode, but we didn't see what happened to him. And when Ezra calls attention to Melch being gone, Hondo goes into his, "Oh well, 
he he will always be remembered. <laughs> so it was it was great to see Melch kind of outsmart them and hide in the container. Mm-hmm. Well, he wanted his two percent. Well, yeah, he wanted two percent. <laughs> But I th- what I thought was was a good bit was when as Morgan and Honda were fighting <laughs> over <laughs> over who gets him because they mm-hmm. they both got two percent of him. You know, I I remember on the uh, first episode as well, Mike. You talked about not liking Ugnots. I think Melch is the I exception know. here, though. Melch is like a cute Ugnot. Like, he's I something he's I would take. So cute. I just want to like. I want to plush. I want to plush one of him. And I, I figured you were going to bring that up. Uh, I didn't hate Melch, so I think Melch maybe my my Ugnot hatred is. Be <laughs> Plus, it was but, Bradley Baker. The, yeah, I didn't know he was the one doing all the pig noises. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't know I mean, that. Either. But but it makes sense because D. Bradley Baker can tell you what the sound of a Tyrannosaurus Rex drinking water sounds like. So while sleeping, yeah. he's while while sleeping. With a cold, so <laughs> like so, just it's a testament testament to D. Bradley Baker on how great he is to make me not hate Ugnots. And I felt the same way too. So I was there with you. All right. Well, I think that is going to do it for that episode. Now, before we wrap up, the we are recording on November twenty seventh at about eight thirty p.m. Pacific time. Our Rogue One tickets go on sale in about a half hour. Are you guys ready to get on the old Fandango? Yeah, I wish I was able to go to one of the midnight showings, but I'll have to settle for Friday as opposed to Wednesday. But I'm excited. Something I'm going to have to work out with the wife. So, (laughs) pending. (laughs) Well, mine and I have already picked our theater. We're just sitting here refreshing the fandango app just ready to buy it so there you Excellent. go cannot wait <laughs> all right well that is going to do it for this episode of ghost stories the rebels podcast you can catch us here on the random chatter network as well as all the other shows that we've got here echo base retro combo the other show ernie and i do and some other great ones and if you want to tweet to us you definitely can the show's Twitter is at Ghost Stories Pod. But if you want to talk to us individually, you can follow me on Twitter at The Rocketeer. That's I T S The Rocketeer. Spectre 8, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Betty Bloodshed, B E T T I E, Bloodshed, or on Twitter at SDCC Nerds Attack. And Spectre, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at YeahBuddyErnie. And since I already talked about the other shows that we have here on the network, didn't some cool stuff happen to them? They had some pretty cool guest uh, hosts this week. We had uh, Paul Herman up on uh, Random Chatter talking about X-Men. And Jonna Marie, who I love to death. She's a little sweetie, and I want to get her on this show so bad on uh, Echo Base. So definitely check out those episodes on the network, as well as the other shows, Scarlet Justice. Scarlet Velocity. <laughs> Scarlet Velocity <laughs> and Green Justice. <laughs> Uh, I already mentioned the random chatter, but also the other shows that we've got here, too, that are great. But until then, we will see you guys next week for an Inside Man, the next episode in the series. Looking for information on a new Imperial weapon, Ezra and Kanan break into an Imperial factory on Lothal. However, they have to trust an enemy to escape from a building that is about to be locked down. Hmm. I, mm, I, think I, I think I know where this is going. I think so, too. So, 
<laughs> All right. Can't wait for that episode. We will see you guys next week.